What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Friday, so I guess you know what that means. It's the return of Chairshot Radio. And this is uh, coming out on New Year's Eve, so um, I hope that you are having uh, an amazing time. And if you are listening uh, post-release, then uh, I hope you had a great New Year's Eve uh, and I hope the the, the new year starts off uh, in the best way possible. But uh, I am Mags and I'm flying solo today. And when that happens, I get the uh, the opportunity to dive into uh, something that I'm really, really interested in. And, and by the uh, uh, the amount of people and the feedback that I get on these episodes, um, some of you guys are really interested in too. And that's uh, that's the financials and the uh, the analytics of uh, of uh, recent pay per view events. Um, so I want to go back to UFC 269, which took place a couple of weeks ago, December the 11th, uh, headlined by the uh, the dual title matches. Uh, firstly, with Juliana Pena and the shock of, of, of MMA with her win over uh, the Lioness Amanda Nunez and then headlined by the lightweight um, title match between uh, new champion Charles Oliveira and a fan favourite and slayer of Conor McGregor, uh, Dustin Poirier. Um, so going into uh, into this event, the the last big uh, numbered pay per view of the year, uh, and there was some uh, some big big payouts uh, uh, for for this event. I'm gonna go through um, essentially uh, from from top to bottom of, of the the featured prelims, the televised prelims, and uh, the main card, and give you kind of a little bit of feedback on. Uh, what kind of financials that, that these guys came out with and these guys and gals came out with. Um, so let's start with uh, the the first proper televised um, match that was in the middleweight division. Bruno Silva uh, defeating Jordan Ratt uh, by TKO. So Bruno Silva, he uh, he made $10,000 for the show, 10000 for the win, 4000 for the uh, sponsorship deal with Venom, and he got the he got one of the the bonuses for the for the performance of the night, so he pulled seventy four thousand uh, dollars. Jordan Wright actually didn't do too bad himself, uh, considering uh, the very quick loss that he he suffered uh, with his twenty four thousand uh, dollar standard contract, and then the sponsorship deal of four thousand dollars. He pulled a, a healthier twenty eight thousand dollars. So then going into the heavyweight division, and uh, Tato Vaza um, was able to perform another shoe after he uh, knocked out Augusto Sakai in a, in a great uh, bout. Um, Tato Vaza, uh, standard contract, 75 grand, uh, add that to a winning bonus of 75 grand, 10,000 for his uh, sponsorship deal, and another 50,000 for the performance of the night bonus. He pulls a hellfare $210,000. Uh, Augusto Sakar, he has a guaranteed contract of sixty thousand, and with a sponsorship deal of five, he pulled sixty-five thousand uh, dollars. Next up, we had Dominic Cruz getting the unanimous decision over Pedro Munoz. Uh, Pedro was able to pull 
85,000 for his guaranteed contract and nothing for the win uh, um, because obviously he didn't and then he got a sponsorship of 10,000 a performance of the night bonus of 50,000 so he, he walks away with a healthy 145,000 um, Dominic Cruz his uh, standard contract is 60,000 with a 60,000 win bonus uh, 5,000 for his sponsorship deal and again 50,000 for the performance of the night so he pulled $175,000 for, uh, for UFC 269 Going into the featured prelim, Dan Arge, um, he was uh, he was beat on decision by Josh Emmett in the featherweight division, um, but he pulled sixty thousand for his contract, five thousand for his uh, his uh, sponsorship deal with Venom uh, for a healthy sixty five thousand. Um, Josh Emmett uh, essentially got pretty much the same, except he got a win bonus as well, so he got sixty and sixty, uh, and then the five for the the. Uh, sponsorship, which pulls him $125,000. Next up, first on the on the main card, Sugar Sean O'Malley, uh, one of the, the rising stars of, of USC, love him or hate him, and he's got a, a very hefty um, guaranteed um, um, put, uh, purse, which is $200,000. He also has a $100,000 win bonus, a uh, sponsorship deal with Venom of 15000 and a performance with a night bonus of 50000 pulls him a, a hefty, hefty $365,000. Um, bear in mind that these figures don't include uh, bonuses, they don't include uh, um, gratuities from, from the UFC. Uh, these are essentially just the figures uh, that are declared uh, by the UFC. Um, so three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars is a, a, a good chunk of change for for the clown-wigged Sean O'Malley. His opponent, uh, Roland Paver, uh, didn't do too bad for for uh, essentially five minutes' work uh, before getting knocked out. He got forty-eight thousand for the for the contract, five for the sponsorship, which is uh, equivalent to fifty-three thousand uh, dollars for for his payout. Next up, we had Cody Garbrandt and Carcara uh, France. Uh, again, this was a, a shock on the cards with Carcara able to uh, put Cody away uh, in the first round. Um, Cody didn't do bad though. He came out of it with a guaranteed uh, purse of 130000 No win bonus due to the loss, but a $10,000 sponsorship deal, uh, which equates to 140000 total. Carcara uh, France did uh, much better though. He got seventy five thousand for his standard uh, pay, seventy five thousand for a win bonus, uh, ten thousand for the sponsorship deal, and a, a performance of the night bonus of fifty thousand. So he walks away with a healthy two hundred and ten thousand uh, dollars. Next, let's go into the the middle, uh, the welterweight division with uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio losing the split decision to uh, Jeff Hands of Steel Neil. Um, Santiago will, uh, whilst he won't be happy with the loss, he'll certainly be happy with the pay. He got seventy-five thousand for his standard contract, five thousand for his, uh, his sponsorship deal, uh, which is a, a hefty eighty thousand uh, dollars for for his uh, his showing at uh, USC two hundred and sixty-nine. 
Uh, Jeff Neal, on the other hand, he has a, a bit of a lower um, guarantee purse of 65000 but that's uh, been doubled with the, the win bonus of 65000 Add that to his 5000 for the, the Venom sponsorship. Uh, it's a, a total of $135,000. Uh, not, not a bad uh, day at the office for him, and hopefully that'll go towards a, a decent lawyer to get him out of these... Uh, these recent legal troubles that he's found himself embroiled in. Um, so next, let's go to the the core main event. Uh, Juliana Pena, uh, as I said, with that um, historical uh, finish of Amanda Nunes making uh, the lioness uh, who was looked like uh, she was unbeatable. Uh, she she made uh, uh, Amanda Nunes look ordinary and was able to uh, to get the. The submission victory in the in the second round. Well, uh, she'll also be quite happy with the with the payoff as well. Um, Juliana Pena uh, has a guaranteed purse of three hundred thousand, uh, a win bonus of a hundred thousand. So straight away she's already on four hundred thousand there. Add that to uh, the the championship contender bonus uh, uh, from Venom for uh, and the sponsorship for twenty thousand, and then a performance of the night bonus of fifty thousand. She walks away with uh, just short of five hundred thousand dollars, four hundred and seventy thousand dollars, and a big old brand new shiny gold belt. Uh, congratulations to Juliana Pena. Uh, a lot of people wrote her off in this fight, um, but I, I knew she ho- always had. A little bit of a chance there. She she had the grit and she uh, she had a lot to prove in this match and and she went out there and did what she needed to do. So props to Juliana Pena. Uh, Amanda Nunes though will uh, will be uh, comforted by the fact that she had a a, a very good payday herself. She had five hundred thousand guaranteed purse, uh, but obviously no win bonus. Uh, and her sponsorship deal, being a defending champion in a in a five round match, is uh, automatically forty two thousand uh, dollars. So she walks out of uh, of UFC two sixty nine with five hundred and forty two thousand um, dollars. Yep, the the loss will sting, but uh, being able to kind of uh, soak up those those salty tears with five hundred twenty uh, five hundred forty two thousand uh, dollars is enough for for anyone, I suppose. Uh, going into the the main event, and again the slayer of Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. Unfortunately for Dustin, he wasn't able to get the job done and and finally uh, cement himself as a as a UFC champion. Um, Charles Oliveira just had way too many uh, tools in his arsenal. Um, Dustin going into the 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 fight as as a heavy heavy favorite, but um, many people with a more than a casual uh, knowledge of MMA knows just how dangerous on on the, the ground Charles Oliveira is. I mean, this guy's uh, breaking submission records left, right and centre, but he's also got that uh, that stand-up game um, that, that he's been able to show off uh, quite recently in, in, in the way that he, he won the title. Uh, so Dustin only for me only had one real pathway to to winning the belt and that was on the feet. Whereas uh, I think uh, Charles had uh, multiple pathways and uh, multiple directions he could go in in order to to retain his title. So going into the financials of this fight, uh, Dustin had a guaranteed contract of five hundred thousand. Um, he also had a sponsorship of 32,000 being a, a a title contender in a main event. Um, Plus, he also uh, with his um, with his exploits with Conor McGregor, he's able to uh, secure himself uh, pay per view deals. 
uh, which means he is able to get points for for every every bar. Um, and although the the figures are very rudimentary uh, and very kind of uh, guesstimate. Um, the, uh, there's been some kind of new news on 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 this event being one of the 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 top ten um, most uh, uh, paid out in 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 the arenas of, of Vegas. Uh, I think it ends up being the sixth highest grossing event in in MMA Vegas history. Uh, so you can you can translate and make a, a rough guess on. On how well that did in terms of uh, in 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 terms of uh, pay per view bars. Um, so it's estimated that that Dustin has made um, almost a million on pay per view bars. So his his payout is essentially just over one point five million dollars for for this loss. Yeah, granted he made a lot more with uh, with the Conor McGregor fights, but Conor McGregor is. Uh, his name is almost transitions MMA now. It's uh, it's it's huge, but still, um, one point five million for for a night at the office. It's uh, it's certainly not anything to go home and cry about. In terms of the champion, uh, Charles Oliveira, um, his payout was uh, was a, a little bit higher. He had a, a guaranteed purse of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars with a, a win bonus of a hundred thousand. He also had the, the the sponsorship deal of a, a champion going into a a, um, a five round fight of forty two thousand from from Venom, and plus he also got a, a performance of the night um, check of fifty thousand, and his pay per view points uh, similar to uh, to Dustin Poirier's meant that he walked out with uh, just shy of two million dollars uh, for for this event, which is uh, absolutely astounding for 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 Charles Oliveira and, and very well deserved this guy is uh he's been um he's been setting records and 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 destroying opponents for for so long in the UFC and, it, and it's good to see him finally reach the the pinnacle and uh the kind of live up to the the hype that he had um so yeah it's a, a great payday for for Charles Oliveira uh and it's and it's great to see um, but before we go, I, I wanted to kind of uh, talk about some news that has come out uh, from the the, the UFC uh, over these past few days. Uh, but before I get into that, uh, definitely go and check out the rest of the the creators here at, at Chairshot. Uh, they do an absolutely wonderful job in uh, creating a diverse range of content, both written and in in audio uh, format uh, for you guys. So definitely show a little bit of love and go and uh, uh, check out some of the content from these other creators, as well as going to the prowrestlingtees.com slash the chair shot and uh, pick yourself up some uh, some holiday merchandise. Uh, help keep the lights on here at, at Chair Shop. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back, guys and gals. And yeah, the the final thing I wanted to to really chat about in this episode was uh was uh, an interview that that I saw with uh with Dana White on uh, ESPN MMA. Um, and uh, to give a little bit of context to the uh, the the mindset behind the interview, um, if we go back to the beginning of this uh, this pandemic, um, Dana White was was adamant, almost kind of bullish about how he. Uh, was not going to shut down the UFC uh, when things like football and um, and wrestling and and baseball and every every kind of social gathering uh, was shutting up shop. Um, the UFC uh, were leading the way in in finding solutions to be able to still put on a show uh, and and keep the the staff and the fighters uh, as safe as possible but while still providing um, the entertainment and I uh, at the time thought that this was reckless um, but I was um, I was proven very very much wrong and, and sometimes uh, for all the grief that I give Dana for his uh, his uh, the things that he says and and the way he treats the fighters um, he did what he set out to do. Uh, two years after uh, that initial start of the pandemic, uh, UFC uh, has has gone on to do record numbers all across every single metric you can you can think of. Um, they built a specific facility in Vegas to uh, to have shows on we on a weekly basis. They built a specific uh, venue out in in Dubai to. Which was christened Far Island to to ensure that these international uh, events could still go on. Um, in the two years that um, that we've been living in a, a pandemic uh, riddled world, UFC have put on more shows than than ever before. Uh, and if we we go into twenty twenty one alone, uh, UFC have had sellout pay per views in. In multiple states in 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 the U.S., multiple countries throughout the world, and each event seemingly doing bigger and better numbers. Uh, and uh, in an interview with with ESPN and May, uh, Dana White said, um, and I quote: "Our fan base has grown over forty percent just in this year." Um, you take the fact that we went through the pandemic. Uh, and we're obviously putting on great fights, and the fights, fights are incredible. The live events are incredible. There's a lot of other things that go into what make me successful. But I knew there was a way to figure this out. Abu Dhabi was already testing. They had the, the setup for testing of COVID. And while, while we did not have tests for COVID, and how, we, how would we do it? How do we get them? Uh, how do we make this thing work? But the bigger issue at the time was finding a venue that will carry the event. Um, whenever you uh, look at it, a lot of these leagues and businesses and whatever uh, it might be, we're all trying to reopen in 2021. But we at the UFC, we never shut down. 
we were already rolling through 2020 and then right into 2021. And once we did that first show and we started to uh, to roll, I never looked back. So then Dana uh, goes on to talk about 2022 and how he expects it to be a much bigger year uh, for the company. He, he thinks that they will be shattering uh, the company records um, and 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 touches upon the evolution of technology so again i'm going to quote dana here he says uh we uh we're going to break the record in california uh the biggest gate ever in the history of california was 3.2 million and this next uh, event and talking about ufc 270 is going to do 5 million we are coming out of a global pandemic and we are breaking every single record that we have ever had but we are not just breaking them we are shattering them it's almost double the biggest gate that we've ever done. I truly believe as technology continues to grow, as the world gets smaller, and as these companies, whether it's Netflix, Amazon, ESPN, over the next few years, there will be three to five big plays around the world where we can all watch the same thing at the same time, which essentially means the whole world can watch along. We could easily do 8.6 million pay-per-view bars in one night, that's the kind of figures that I'm looking at for the future. And then he uh, he kind of rounds off the, the interview uh, talking about UFC 269. Um, he mentions that the, the pay-per-view bars uh, haven't been released publicly yet. And as, we, as I said earlier in the show, I kind of guesstimated the figures. Um, the guys over at MMASalaries.com and over at, um, at sport, uh, total I uh, really do a, a bang, a bang up job of kind of working out, uh, the potential payouts for, for these fighters. And, uh, I have a, a lot of appreciation for those guys, but Dana goes on to say that the reported live gate, um, of, um, USC to stand was $8 million. Uh, which means it is sixth in the in the list of all time MMA gates uh, in the state of Nevada, um, and it's quite clear that for all his faults and for all, all his uh, his uh, foibles, uh, Dana White's vision for UFC being the the biggest um, sports entity in the world uh, is clear, and he's. Uh, He's barreled rolling towards uh, making that a success. Uh, and as uh, an MMA fan, um, I'm all for that because um, I think the more people who watch MMA, the more um, that people can appreciate these these talented, talented fighters and the kind of the diverse skill sets that these guys have and rather than just be a Conor McGregor fan or a Habib fan we can all end up being MMA fans. Um, but yeah, that's all from, from me today. As I said earlier, go and check out the rest of the content creators here on, on the chair shop. Uh, if you want to follow me on the social medias, you can find me at Podfather Mags on, on Twitter, uh, where you'll find links to all the content that I'm involved in. Definitely go and uh, give uh, my son Carlos uh, a follow as well, at Kirby underscore Carlos, and check out the uh, the show's Twitter handle, at Five Rounds Pod. Uh, but yeah, that's all from me in 2021. Hope you have a uh, an absolutely fabulous uh, start to the new year. Hope you stick to all your uh, resolutions, and I hope we eventually get back to some normality in the world. Uh, but yeah, that's all from me, and that is the end. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.